Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrorist gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that has involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, listeners one and all, all around the world. Welcome to a cold, a grim, a grey Sheffield afternoon bed. It's a 12.15 kickoff here at Bramall Lane. You are listening, of course, to Achtung Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast around the globe. My name is, of course, Nick Hart. And here I am, sat high in the gods of the UAE and the Bramall Lane. Fantastic stadium, incidentally, for the uh, Sheffield United versus Millwall match today. Mill lining up with Jordan Archer in goal. Sean Cummings, of course, in for the red-carded Carlos Edwards from that uh, one-all draw in midweek at Blackpool. Then we've got Joe Martin, Tony Craig, Mark Beavers in defence. Midfield, we've got Fred Onya Denmark, we've got George Saville, we've got Ben Thompson coming in for the injured Sean Williams, of course. Aidan O'Brien on the wing. Up front, we've got Steve Morrison. D. Gregory on the bench. Full, Martin, Webster, Ferguson. Jack Powell, Marlon Romeo, Alfie Pavey. Um, so those last two names probably showing the finish of the Mills squad at the moment, listeners, in the light of injuries to the likes of Jimmy Abdu, Sean Williams now, and sendings off with Carlos Edwards. We're down to the bare bones, as I've seen it described. Part of these casualties, of course, stemming from that one-all draw in midweek up at Blackpool, um, a point that um, felt like a loss of in the end. I spoke to John Chipman, our Northern correspondent in midweek, about that result. So we're going to run that now before today's match begins. I'm going to take you back a couple of minutes to speak to John Shipman after the one-all draw up at Bloomfield Road. Achtung, Milbal. Massive welcome to the show now to our friend in the north, Mr. John Shipman. Thanks for coming on the show, John. Pleasure, Nick. Greetings from the Northern Powerhouse. And again. <laughs> I tell you what, if the North really is a powerhouse, then Blackpool is some sort of stockroom or store cupboard. It's an absolute <laughs> hole up there. I like it. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, well done, mate. I mean, Blackpool on a Tuesday night. Um, we've got a couple of these trips this season. Fleetwood's next up, I think, isn't it, um, on a Tuesday night? I'm sure that'll be another joy. Another joy. Um <laughs> This, we were just saying, off, off air, um, there's a sense of disappointment at losing the three points there from last night's result, mate. Yeah, um, we were we were comfortable, Nick. Um, I think Neil Harris has said as much in the, in the media. Yeah. Um, we, we went a goal up in the first half, and they didn't really create too much. Um, I mean, they hit the bar just before we scored, or a little bit before we 
Yeah. Um, and that's the only chance I can remember in the first half, certainly. Um, we looked all right. We were knocking it around quite well. We looked solid at the back. Um, and when the goal came, it was, it, as it's been a fairly predictable goal away from home this season, it was a, a corner coming. Yeah. Um, Morrison hit the bar and Mark Beavers, that uh, 20 goal a season poster. <laughs> the one um, we were looking for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, fired it home. So, 1-0 and everything's going everything's going swimmingly. I mean, it was a well-taken strike. I've seen the highlights and, you know, obviously the, the flick-on header hit the crossbar. Um, but to to make it count with such a clinical finish inside the box... Yeah, and he's, he's playing like the player. Do you remember when we signed him from... Was it Wednesday, I think? We yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't um, it? Yeah. He looked, to, he looked really good and we were, we were sort of questioning, well, who have they got in the side that they can let him go? Yeah, and then last season, and he isn't alone in this. He he looked like he was phoning it, and didn't he? he looked like he was he was ready for a move back up. But he's been not quite a revelation, but he's been back to his old self this season. He's a, a real linchpin in that defence, and oh, I might were I knew Harris or Amber, I might be tempted to stick a contract under his nose and see if we can get on with him for another year because. To me, he's been that important at the back this year. I mean, for me at home, I mean, you know, he's been a revelation. He's been Mr. Calmness, you know. I think I called him the Peck and Beckenbauer in the last um, show that I did, and I, I meant that half seriously because he does show a calmness on the ball that is is really refreshing at times. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, he's he's been moved about at the back a, a little bit this season. He's he's obviously he's played left back and he's in a few different partners, but he he has looked very solid and. It's almost as if he's been playing for a few years with expected to be like the sort of number two centre back, if that makes sense, sort of bossed around by Shitu previously and yeah. someone else last season. And it's like this season, Harris has told him he's he's like the main man at the back and he's he's really thriving on the responsibility. So well, it reminds uh, yeah, me of really good to see. Reminds me of Sean Williams, who we obviously lost to injury last night. One of the points I was going to um, ask on. But um, again, Harris seems to have the knack of getting inside players like Mark Beavers and, and Sean Williams' heads. And he's, he's, he's producing the best out of them in a way that the, the last two clowns, um, you know, didn't seem to manage. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how he, how he does it, how he, you know, and indeed if he'll be able to continue to do it. But True, certainly yeah. at the minute, he's, I don't know, maybe it's, it's as simple as he's not confusing people. They're playing in their, their accepted positions. Um, yep. he, he's given them the confidence to, to say go out there and play this is what you're going to be doing this is your job you do it well you stay on the team so um, it's certainly for some of the players it looks like it's really working so 1-0 one, one at the break um, yeah. second half not so good for us clearly reading the reports it was odd we came out a little bit sluggish yeah. um, you know I, I don't know why that would be you can sort of understand it if you start the first off sluggish and come out strong in the second it was the other way around um, last night and but again for all that we still created lots of chances in the second half I say lots I think of three or four clear cut ones yeah um, which we just didn't bury and the longer the game went on without that second goal you start to feel a little bit of inevitability about it because you know for all we said about Beavers there and and also, I like the look of Joe Martin the other night. It, it, it's good to see a recognised left back out there. So Very much again, so. Again, it was lacked for a little while. Yeah. Um, I don't think Joe Martin's going to pull up any trees, but he was out there. He was a very solid looking left back who got forward well and sort of knew his job. So uh, precisely. That was good to see as well. I mean, I think um, I think there's more structure and logic to that back line there, John. I mean, I, I said it last Saturday. Sounds like you saw the same at Blackpool. 
you know, blokes in, in, in position doing what they know how to do. It's it's a simple but uh, important, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, well, an acid test is going to be Saturday, isn't it? Very Sheffield, much, uh, Sheffield yeah. Sheffield United score a lot of goals at home. Yes. Um, it looks like we'll be out without Edwards. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a, a big test for whoever comes in, probably Cummings. Um, I wish Cummings well. I hope, he, I hope he's able to, you know... We'll, to make himself a place in the squad at least. We hope, we hope, and we pray. You know, um, I, I think Carlos is, is. I mean, it's a measure of the man's um, talent, native um, athleticism, whatever you want to call it, to have made that position his own after such a long period out of time. But it's hard to see us doing so well without him on Saturday. Yeah, he brings a certain calmness and organisation at the back, doesn't he? That yeah. um, we will lack, I think, on on Saturday. But you know, I'm not going to write us off for the weekend just yet. I'm, Hoping for the best, but uh, yeah, it'll be a, a big loss certainly. It looked like a soft penalty to concede, John, from what I've seen on on the TV. Well, yeah, as, as I say, we we had three or four chances. I think O'Brien, Fred, and uh, Ben Thompson all had chances. Yeah, um, didn't quite go in, and and as the half went on, we were seeing it more and more up the up the middle end. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a couple of sort of pinball type efforts, I suppose you call them, where the ball's ricocheting around in the in the area. And in the pen, from where I looked, you know, I, I wasn't convinced it was. Um, it looked soft on the telly, didn't it, on, on the YouTube Yeah, clips, it's right? one of those where you've seen them either way, haven't you? You're not surprised yeah. to see it given, and you, you're not otherwise either. Um, and I don't want to you know, moan about refs, but I'm going to moan about refs. Um, <laughs> he, he gave... There wasn't a lot in that game. It wasn't... It no. wasn't nasty. It wasn't a local derby. No. And for all the, the progress, we're still not a nasty side. No. Um, but we ended up with five bookings and a sending off. Yeah, now, I'm just looking at the BBC page. Yeah, I was one point I was going to make this. That obviously, the red shown against um, Edwards. Yellows for Archer, Joe Martin, Sean Williams, Thompson, his replacement, Ferguson. Um, you know, that's a lot of <laughs> nothing on the Blackpool side. Yeah, and... I think what it was it was strange in that it was about half half an hour in before um I mean you've got the stats in front of me, I think yeah. it was about half an hour in before um Joe Martin got a really soft one that shouldn't have been a yellow card, it, you know, it necessitated yeah. it merited a talking to at best. But once the referee's done that, he's set the yardstick, isn't he? He said totally. this is what I'm booking people for and therefore he's got no option but to follow through with well, in this case five more. Yeah. Um he just lost control a little bit. Well, Let's we, not say any big decisions went against us. You know, it was no. a questionable pen, but we've seen them given. Um, but he just lost control a little bit. And, and as you say, when it came, it was it was unfortunate it was Edwards, but it was probably Edwards because he was the last one to to keep up with play sort of thing. And, and yeah, he brought him down in the area thinking it was going to be a goal otherwise. Um, yeah. And the way the evening had gone, I sort of half fancied Archer to save it, and he, he went the right way, but it was a very well taken penalty from top the right so hand top corner. Yeah, difficult shot um, to take. So, you know, decent pen, and, and as I say, by that stage, it was a bit of an inevitability about it all. Yeah. Um, and that final 10 minutes, we looked like we were caught between a ruck and an hard place because there was a the temptation to go out and try and get the 2 1, but with the realisation that we were down to 10, and, you know, if we get caught on the break, then a good a good point becomes a defeat that you, you really could avoid. So um, there were a few chances towards the end. We built a bit of pressure and got a corner, but we were sort of stifled by the, the need to keep a, 
you know, steady ship at the back. So yeah. it never quite came. Funny result in the end. I mean, you know, as we said earlier on, um, as going one nil up, I almost expected us to could progress on and win that match, um, which maybe is a measure of how far we've come under Neil Harris. The expectation that we're going to win. But by the end of it, I mean, if you'd have offered me one all at the start of the match, I probably would have taken it. Yeah, I've done a few of them Blackpool games now, and I've seen us lose every time. And it's yeah. up until this year, it's been losses getting progressively worse in terms of uh, you know seeing a team booed off, seeing individual players booed, and yeah, giving yeah. it back to the support, and players not trying. And so, in that respect, it was a, a much better performance and, and good to see. But I, I'm starting to worry if I'm ever going to see them win that again sort of thing <laughs> last one I can remember was Dave Brammer scored a 25 yarder going uh, back a while there and that's going back a little while yeah good point I mean we've got a tough game Saturday um, a couple of players out Edwards is out Sean Williams is out we're already carrying injuries going into into Saturday's game it's going to be a tough um, situation up at Bramall Lane um, so I suppose on balance the, the decision to take the point was was the percentage call really John wasn't it yeah, it's, and you know it's four points from four points from two games, which isn't a bad return. Be, so. Six were available. We could have gone for all six, but uh, yeah, it, it's progress, isn't it? It's like we said before. You know, it's a, a season of consolidation, really. For you know, as much as it might feel like a missed opportunity because it's quite a weak league this season. Yeah, it's a season of consolidation, and and see where we are next one. Onwards and upwards, as they say, John. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're not. We're still, for all that, we're still not far off the playoffs, and I don't think anybody in the playoff area is going to, you know, those six aren't going to run away from the rest of the league. It's going to be one of them where you, if you're in mid-table, you're always three wins from relegation zone and three from the top half. So yeah, um, yeah, there's there's plenty to be optimistic about, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, if we can nick a point on Saturday, then all the more so. And with a Johnston's paint trophy run in the bag already, so you know, it's looking good for the season, mate. It is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, John. That's brilliant. Fantastic Pleasure. summary, mate. Appreciate it as always. No problem. And say hello to you soon, Van. Then, mate. Thanks. Yes, we'll do. Thanks for coming on the show, John. Achtung, Milbal. So there we are. A point, a point gained or, or two points lost. Your call, cool, listeners. It feels like two points lost, doesn't it? But uh, nevertheless, it might be valuable after today's game is all over and done with because Sheffield United are in good form at home. And we are down to the bare bones, as we say. Good Millwall turnout here today. Listeners, 800 apparently have made the journey up from London. 12.15 kick-off, that is no mean feat in itself. Some came up last night, some came up on the train today. Some drove up having stayed over. Um, nevertheless, 800 fans on a, on a Saturday morning turnout shows the strength of the support for our club. Something to be proud of, I think. Bramwell Lane is a big stadium, big old school stadium, big club in its day, Sheffield United, down on hard times of us in League One at the moment. But you've got four fairly large high stands, corrugated iron roof, um, girders, metal girders to support the whole thing. Um, it's an old school stadium, pillars at the other end, I can see, down at the uh, the home end, I guess that is. It's a nice stadium, good view from the uh, the upper reaches where I'm sat. Here come the Sires listeners, here come the two teams. In beautiful downtown Bramall Lane, apparently. One thing I will say for Bramall Lane is that it's a city centre ground of the old old type. None of this out of town leisure park kind of business. Quite a nice amount of parking town, walk through, 10 minutes walk from Sheffield City Centre. Not that that's the most picturesque places, but nevertheless, it is close to the uh, place that gives it its identity. And that's good to see in modern football. 
Sheffield United having abandoned their traditional red and white stripes and black shorts. Turning out in a white shirt, red short, red stocking combo today. Millwall, of course, in um, the traditional all blue with white sleeves. That's not traditional. That's our current strip. It's not traditional. Dark blue and white sleeves is not our traditional kit, apart from odd occasions post-war. Anyway, you know what I mean, listeners. You're with me. We're all going to be attacking the away fans in the first half, listeners. Away we go. Sheffield United attacking the, their home end, I suppose, according to the first half. Good normal turnout, listeners. Big home crowd. Good away crowd. Feels like a proper football match. Morrison. Gregory, he's from the edge of the penalties. Fred shoots wide. Fred shoots wide. Knocked down from Morrison to Walsley. Gregory. Fred Kufrat came to on the right-hand side. Shot wide. Two minutes. Sheffield United, of course, managed by Nigel Adkins, a man who I've always found irrationally irritating. He's never done anything to me. We never had a great record against him, I don't think. On, uh, overall, he seems to always have a bit of a whammy over us, but it's not for that reason I find him irritating. He's got the air of a school teacher about him, a slightly smug, officious tone. Um, a man you can easily despise, but he's managing Sheffield United today. Five minutes gone, listeners. Millwall open the brighter of the two teams. Nothing much from Sheffield United to report so far. One or two nice-looking moves from us. However... Sheffield United on the attack, 29 shot from distance, wide, lucky break, first move by Sheffield United, 29 works in space on the edge of the mill, Penny shot miles wide, 7 minutes gone, lucky break, no mill catch, a break, listeners, that should have been 1-0 by rights. Nice defensive work by Tony Craig, coming out and have a break forwards by Sheffield United, concedes a throw in over on the right hip side, coming up for 9 minutes. Home side, they're getting into their stride a little bit now, listeners. Sheffield again on the attack, overlapping run by the full-back. Shot blocked inside from the eight. Twelve minutes gone, Mill under caution a little bit at the moment, listeners. Lee Gregory does well in the central circle. Getting hold of the ball, gets, gets a foul. Wins a free kick and some respite from what was beginning to feel like a little bit of pressure. Sheffield United keeping the ball, playing it around their own half, like Barcelona, like a poor man's Barcelona. A little version of Barcelona, perhaps. Paul Vorworth hardly went nowhere. So there's the folly of possession football for you listeners. A lot of possession, a lot of time, and you're playing with players that can't produce the killer ball. That went nowhere. Steve Morrison down underneath the away fans now, just as the 15th minute approaches. Ball into the box. Lee Green can't, can't take on Sonny Aiden O'Brien wanting behind him. Half a chance, maybe. 15 minutes gone, Millwall. Long ball into the box from Cummings. Gregor gets pushed, nothing there. Referee's not giving anything there. Sheffield defender came in quite hard behind him, no penalty given. It's 15 minutes, 16 minutes on the clock. Tony Craig, as we approach the 21st minute of the game, Mill pressing forwards here. Fred's over on the left-hand side, he's attacking his man, he's clipped. No free kick given by this referee that doesn't see anything going into, in, on, the, on the blue shirt, unfortunately, listeners. Fred down injured at the moment, now the referee has to blow the whistle. So there's a halfway point in the first half. This is what can I tell you? Well, Millwall have looked bright going forwards, as have Sheffield United. Neither side uh, dominating the game. Um, obviously some heart-stopping moments when the red and white shirts are going forwards and um, equally some opportunities for the Lions going forwards. It's still anybody's game at this halfway point. Brutal clearance there from Tony Cray. Somehow finds Lee Groggy up front. Fred gets clattered by two players. That must be a yellow card. It's not going to be a yellow card on the 26th minute. He's taking some punishment on the, on the right-hand side from us today, Fred, but we win a free kick nevertheless. It's going to be George Savile to taste. Tony Craig going over there to ask why that wasn't a yellow card, I think. Fantastic little touch on by Steve Morrison. Finds Fred on the left-hand side now. Fred 
Wins another corner, Millwall, 29 minutes. Aiden O'Brien was rushing on to the potential cross, but it's cleared away for a corner. Morrison a, and the referee having a little discussion. What's that all about? I don't know. Morrison's in, in the referee's ear role, I think. I think it's called working the referee. As it is, it's going to be a more corner. George Savage is going to take this time from the left-hand side of the pitch. Will that give us any more joy, listeners, as we approach the 29th, 30th minute of the game looming? Savile floats it in. No one there. It's Fred on the far side, though. Over on the right-hand side now, Fred collects. Cummings. We need a decent cross in there from Cummings. Got men in the box still from the corner. It's the goal! Aiden Brown! Eddie Lee, close range! Crossing from Sean Cummings. Aiden Brown, close range over. One in Willow! 29 for a minute. Good start, good hit, good header, good goal. Close finish. Fantastic. Lions fans go mad. more than we've deserved in all fairness we've got a lot of pressure down at this end the balls going into the box have, have always looked like they could create something and there was Aidan O'Brien our newfound 20 goal striker in on the end of that basic cross from uh, Sean Cummings 1-0 Millwall midfield getting the tackles in there that was fantastic by Jill Savile a little ball inside and stayed nice and aiming towards Lee Gregory just overrun there back to the goalkeeper 31st minute of the game Millwall goal ahead Sheffield United back on the attack. They've looked dangerous when they've gone forwards. A two there plays it inside. They're playing on the edge of the penalty area. 14 on the, on the left-hand side. Trying to work space to get a shot in. Mill will get it clear. And it all hands to the pumps there with that clearance. Aiden O'Brien with a, an industrial clearance. Lee Gregory does some good work up front. Can't win the ball back, though. Fantastic game of football, listeners. This is old-school, proper English football. Savile wins the ball in midfield. He's doing well for us today, Savile. Doing a job, listeners, doing a job with the 33rd minute passes. Mill throwing just inside the Sheffield United half. Both balls trying to find Morrison, he flicks it on. Ball bouncing in front of the Sheffield defender is Fred over on the left hand side. Back to Cummings. I think it's the right hand. So I'll get my left and my right confused, listeners. I apologise to you. I'm standing behind the goal. I'm an unfamiliar style to me. I'm confusing my left and my right. It's Morrison over on the, the left. Saddle back to Joe Martin. A lot of possession football just outside the Sheffield Night penalty area is, is Steve Morrison. He finds Aidan O'Brien. The Olays will start soon. Joe Martin with a cross in the box. Lee Gregory can't take it with enough control. It falls to Saddle near to the penalty area. Plays it wide. It's, it's Sean Cummings. Saville. Mill doing very, very well here, listeners. Shot from distance. Goal get it down low. Aidan O'Brien still inside the box, he lost it back, he's trying to find Lee Gregory. Header on goal without any power. 34 minutes gone, Mill on the attack. A lot of possession football in and around the penalty area. That's where you want possession football, listeners, not uh, deep in your own half. And it created a chance that um, a little bit more of a better header on the end of that would have, would have certainly gone in the net. Some great tackles going in there, Mill winning the battle of the tackles in his first half. Tony Craig in there, listeners. 35 minutes. Since the goal, Mill kept the pressure on very, very well. They're winning a lot of tackles in midfield. Critical tackles up front, and then more tackles in midfield, keeping the pressure off the defence. 
Sheffield United not looked half the side since the goal has gone in. They were looking at that. Time's quite dangerous up until that first goal. Since then, they've had the stuffing knocked out them slightly. They expect them to come back when the second half begins. We're on the 35th, 36th minute coming. Good time to get a second one, listeners. Sean Cummings does very, very well to win the ball, but he gives away a free kick, but I'm not moaning about that. He pursued the ball deep, deep, deep in the Sheffield United half and done well to stop the, the, the flow of play there. Done very well there. Good play, Sean Cummings. It's George Savage from distance. He's got Fred out wide. Ben Thompson shoots. It's, it takes a corner. takes a deflection. It's, don't take a corner. It takes a deflection. My words are getting mangled, listeners. My words are getting mangled. Ben Thompson shot. takes a deflection. Goes off from a middle corner. Fantastic chasing back by Steve Morrison again there, listeners. We are really pressing high. The goalkeeper's put under a lot of pressure there, and as it is, Mill will win a throw-in. Sheffield United win the throw-in, apologies. Good pressing by Millwall there as we go past the 42nd minute. We've done very, very well in this half. They've established the lead and they've looked to control the game from there onwards. I mean, Sheffield United have had moments, but they've not really looked a dominant force in the whole half. They were, they were kind of 50-50 with us up until the goal, and then since then we've really looked to uh, look the better side, for me anyway. I'm biased, I know. Savile wins the ball again. Is it going to be a... We've been hearing that a lot in this half. Savile shoots from distance. Very ambitious. Very ambitious. He was entitled to a goal. He's done very well in this half of football for me, so that was a little bit indulgent, but we'll indulge him. Hey, come on. As we approach the last few seconds of the first half, Mill leading by one goal to nil. There it is, half time, listeners. Sheffield United nil. Mill will one at the half. The Lions' excellent value for that lead. Um, as I said, up until the, uh, the, the goal, goal, up until the first goal by Aidan O'Brien, it was probably 50-50. Both sides going forwards, both sides looking fragile in defence. Since the goal's gone in, for me, Mill have looked dominant. Um, first of the first of the tackle, first of the ball. Sheffield United have not looked half the side they did prior to that goal. So good start for the Lions. Keep your fingers crossed for the second half. Referee getting booed off by the home fans. He has let a lot go, that's for sure. We're going to be right back after this message on behalf of some friends of mine at uh, the Stinking Pools podcast. Be right back after this. Achtung, Mehlball. Stinking Pools podcast. I'd sooner go out and see a bleeding horror film, I said nothing like that. A fortnightly show where we review classic and not-so-classic movies. Truly fine professional piece of work taking a look at some of your favourite movies of all time. I'm ready to go. I'm really ready to go. No, I'm not. You can find all our previous episodes on our website, stinkingpaws.com. Follow us on Twitter at stinkingpaws or join the Facebook group. The majesty and grandeur of the English language is the greatest possession we have. And it needed something to sort of uh, give it a brush of allure. It needed something to give it a... It needed something to give it a... Uh, I can't say it. I can never say... I always say fresh of breath there. Brilliant. The noblest thoughts ever flow through the hearts of men are contained in its extraordinary, imaginative and musical mixtures of sound. Probably good not to do a podcast if you can't say basic English. Yeah. Yeah. Achtung, Mehlball. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Got a few half-time tweets here for you listeners. Um, JJ of CBL says that this is an old school with a K. Old school Millwall performance, plenty of guts and organisation against a bigger, more experienced opposition. Worth the lead, though. Um, I do agree with you, JJ. This is an old school Millwall performance. A lot of bottle, a lot of fight. First of the ball. Good stuff. Mark Litchfield says there's goals are plenty in this side this season. Difference to last te- big difference to last season. That difference being that we are playing a proper system. Yes, everyone does know what they're doing, Mark, that's for sure. Which is a, a stark contrast with the, uh, the days of the clown, as we all know, as we keep saying. But it is, it is refreshing to see it. John Kelly of uh, the Southwark News says that Neil Harris will be thrilled. Adams hit the post early on for Sheffield United. I, I missed that. If they've, it, apologies. This is the quality of um, show you're listening to. They must have hit the post and I've missed it. Um, but I'm a long way away, so, um, you know, cut me some slack. Um, but Mill have dealt with everything else very well so far, says John. So they, so they have, John. Achtung, Mailball. It's a big spacey ground, Bramall Lane. It's an old-school venue, isn't it, for football? It's one of the old inner-city-style stadiums. As I said earlier on in the show, some big big, sta- big stands, four-sided stadium. Um, sense of space, though. A lot of space from the side of the pitch to the edge of the... Uh, at the edge of the terraces on both sides, or seats on both sides, I should say, not terraces. Um, you do get a sense that this is a big club um, performing, under, um, um, underperforming, for want of a better way to put it. They've got the stadium, this could handle Premier League football easily, but of course they are lurking in League One with us at the moment. A nice stadium, it's a nice ground, I like it. Um, I know there's a lot of piss-taking goes on, but this is, this is the kind of football ground that we want to retain in English football. It does feel like... Um, there's a sense of tradition here, which uh, is, is often sadly missing from the out-of-town grounds. I like it. I like it. There's a tweet here from the um, Football Supporters Federation, the Fair Cop, the football uh, fans organisation that campaigned for the rights of football fans. They're quoting a tweet from a guy called Nick1889, saying there's police vans from Durham here as well as, as local coppers, I suppose. About 12 or 13 vans parked up in the row, all for a third division football match. Very true there, Nick. Uh, there's a huge amount of security within the stadium. You've got uh, more, more stewards than you can shake the stick at. Within the ground, you've got half the um, South Yorkshire riot squad folding earlier on to stand at the front and look up at the Mill fans. Um, it's a lot of security. I know it's gone off in the past here, so maybe they would argue that there's a, a track record for, uh, for this, this fixture, but it's not exactly a rivalry fixture. 
Um, huge overkill, security overkill. We'll see what it's like on the way out after after the game. Achtung, Milball. So here comes the teams in the second half, listeners. Like getting ready to line up. Mill holding a precious 1-0 lead at the moment. Looked good at the end of that first half. Looked quite um, quite in, in control of the situation. 45 minutes to get through for what would be a very valuable win if we can pull this off. Mill kicking towards the, uh, the home end. Uh, I don't know what that's called down there. Kennedy's legal advice, they're going to call it the Kennedy's legal advice advert end. Sheffield kick off their game with a, a snatch of the John uh, Denver song and his theme. Just on the attack here, I won't, I won't take the piss too much in case they get it. I mean, no, they don't. I can now openly take the piss out of them using John Denver numbers to begin their home matches. Uh, a snatch of Annie's song, which, um, for those that know the number, is not exactly the most inspiring or a dirge. Some might call it a dirge, might they? Um, but it seems to get them going down here. Right, the superstitious idea that taking a, the mickey out of Annie's song might somehow inspire them to score a goal, and therefore I'll be directly responsible because of that reference to the Lions going uh, one all rather than leading one nil. There I am, I'm the man of reason, I'm the Renaissance man, I'm the man who's been, you know, values the uh, ethics of science, and yet I still fall for the old superstitious number that my actions can influence the outcome of something, uh, what, how many yards away, 50 odd, 50 odd yards in front of me. You can see how people fall for religion, can't you? Sheffield United just on the attack early in the, in the first few minutes, the second, two minutes gone in the second half. Bullshit, number 11 on the edge of the penalty chair, a man right on the, on the left, right hand side, he floats it in, deep, 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 offside. Ooh. Ooh. Really sharp, trying to head the ball back but given offside. Sheffield coming down the right hand side now, got uh, left hand side, excuse me. Free kick conceded by Joe Martin on their number 20. Campbell Rice. I can see his shirt. Campbell Rice. Who did he play for? Can't remember. Don't care. Don't give a shit. He sounds like a product, doesn't he? Buy a Campbell Rice. Like Heinz Soup. He's going to get booked for that, Joe Martin. 51 minutes gone, listeners. There's going to be opportunity here for Sheffield United. They've got a free kick on the right-hand side. I say I keep getting my rights and my lefts mixed up here, standing behind the goal. The 11's going to float the ball into the uh, central zone. They've got a couple of big chaps up there. We'll need to defend their lines, defend their lines. The double hand raise signal, in it comes. Deep, 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 it's over the bar, over the bar. No danger. Here comes Sheffield down the left-hand side now, attacking Sean Cummings. Right-hand side, apologies. That's going to go off for a Sheffield United corner. 53rd minute of the game. They're coming, we've got to hold them out. They're coming at us more in the start of the second half. They, they were poor, they're insipid at the end of the first half. But we're more about them in the seconds. Lion fans getting behind their side. Going to be a corner now. The 11's going to take over on the right hand side. Another chance to float the ball in. And it comes near post. Jordan takes. Ball out, finds Fred. Probably a bit. Beats his man. Beats his man. Fred's on the attack. Gregory on the inside of him. Fred's going forwards. What can he do? Shoots. Tipped over. Tipped over. Aiden O'Brien in space. Lee Gregory in space. Fred went into the box and shot. 54 minutes. Opportunity there. Good chance from Millwall. Tipped over. It's going to be a Millwall corner. Was that indulgent? I'll come back to you later on that. When I've had the chance to dwell. It probably was a little bit indulgent by Fred. But that's what you get with a creative player, listeners. 
as we said many, many times in this show, when you have an artist, you get the odd indulgent piece of work. And that was a little bit indulgent by Fred, as it is going to be Mill Corner. Ball floats in deep, deep, deep towards Beavers. It's headed back. It looks like it's going to fall to um, Jill Savile. It's going to be on, he takes it on his chest. It's going to be a throw. Savile trying to beat his man. He's going to struggle. Takes it out. It's going to be a throw into Sheffield United. 55 minutes. Fantastic work. Ada Brown with a tackle. One halfway line as Sheffield breaking out of defence. He keeps possession. Gets closer tumbling. No decision now. Good work by Aidan O'Brien just to take the sting out of that move forward. So. Mill, the quality of Mills attacking from the front line and once again a feature of our play listeners and the thing I really like about this Neil Harris side is the way we're tackling from the front line backwards reminds me of the old days of Richard Sadlier and Steve Claridge where the front line were seen as part of the defence ooh saddle road is like there that was a, wasn't quite two footed it was a strong tackle round of applause from Mills supporters they like that tackle that was a committed tackle midfield 56 minutes gone. Savile lucky not to draw a yellow card there, listeners. I've, I've seen them given on other occasions. Referee's in danger of losing control of the game. Players screaming his face from both sides at the moment. Home fans on his case. Sheffield United on the attack. Come down the left-hand side. Got two men on the attack. This is number 20. Campbell's Rice. Ball rebounds off the uh, Joe Martin Mill defender. Back on the attack again, though. Sheffield coming out as more in, in, in waves at the moment. 57 minutes. Number 20 again, Rice floats the ball in, over the bar! Heart and mouth time now. Sheffield United coming forwards again, now down the wing, down the left side. Sean Cummings marshalling his man, his right hand side, I apologise. Does well, Sean Cummings goes to fly and wins a free kick, does well. Done really well today so far, Sean Cummings. 20 coming down the left hand side again, trying to take on Joe Martin again. Runs it slightly into a bit of a dead end now. Trying to twist and turn. Martin's not having any of it. He stays with him. Does well there, Joe Martin. Wins the ball. Does really well there and draws the free kick. Fantastic work, Joe Martin. 63 minutes gone. Weathering early storm, staying in control of the game so far. Still leading by one. Sheffield on the attack now. Edge of the penalty area. Fantastic tackle in there. It's going to roll back to Joel Narcher. 63 minutes. Well, you go, Edge your listeners. You've got to. Steve Morrison on the attack now. Trying to take the ball down towards the uh, corner. Mill corner. Trying to get a throw over into corner, 64 minutes! Ah! I can't do that in commentate, sorry. Give me Jules Savile to take. Corner, sets it, in it comes, towards the central area. Goalkeeper tips it away. And rolls clear. Sheffield on the break forwards, fantastic block there by Sean Cummings. Really good team effort all round. Cummings has done well today. Lee Gregory now retains possession in midfield, keeps the ball well. As we go past the 65th minute, all played out wide is Joe Martin. Mark Beavers now deep in the middle half. Long ball forwards, trying to sink out Lee Gregory up front. And that's nodded wide, it's going to be cleared by Sheffield United. Fred draws a free kick on the halfway line. Wide right. 
between a moment's breath, a moment's respite from what is becoming a compelling contest, listeners. 66 minutes gone. Long ball forwards. Falls to sharp from the area. Wide. Ooh. Took it on the volley. Fired it into the ground from distance. About two or three yards wide. Opportunity for him halfway through the second half, listeners. Sheffield back on the attack again. Long ball forwards. Trying to aim at 29. Somehow excuse it backwards. Goal, one off, one off inside the box. Seven minutes. Bizarre. Flip backwards from their, their 29. Ball fired in the box. I think it's Billy Sharp, is it? Number 11 inside the Bill uh, Penrith. Fires home on the volley. One each. Fuck it. Game restarts. 70 minutes, 20 minutes to go. Fred Classen doing a spinning turn there. Just inside the Sheffield half. Wins a free kick. It's going to be Sean Cummings that takes. It's going to be long ball into the box again Steve Morrison Lee Gregory up front floated cross in it comes Morrison jumps can't win it there good tackle Joe Martin Ben Thompson excuse me confused the throwing but that was a fantastic tackle by young Ben Thompson who's done a sterling job today win lose or draw and a fantastic team performance Mill substitution 62 minutes who's going out of the game Shane Ferguson coming in, Lee Gregory going out of the game. Sheffield looking to break more and more regularly down the wings now. Looking dangerous too. Sheffield pressing forwards now, they, they sense a wins in it. Um, and they do look dangerous when they come forwards. Equally so do we when we go forwards, we've had opportunities. Good work there by Joe Martin, drawing a free kick. Applause coming his way for that, that tackle. Little flick header inside the box, it's Shane Ferguson inside the middle box. Ain't nobody in there! The 2-1! Ain't nobody of the goalkeeper! Two minutes to go! Mill lead it! 2-1! Mill face the fucking bizarre! Shane Ferguson cross, into the centre, ain't nobody! Stretching forwards, on the end of it, in off the shovel joy goalkeeper! 2-1! Fantastic work, Millwall. Always thought it was a goal in this. I said it, didn't I? I said it, am I not Mystic Nick? I predicted a goal. I just didn't say who it was. But as it is, it's for us. 2-1. Hold on, Millwall. Ten minutes to go. I'm watching every fucking second on my clock tick over. Can't keep looking at the clock. Don't go any quicker. Here comes Sheffield again on the left-hand side. Try, they still will see, sense something in it for them. They clawed their way back in there once. They want to do it a second time. Another ball into the box. There's Sean Cummings with a header clear. Nice, nicely done. Beautiful flick clearance there by Steve Morrison towards Aiden O'Brien, just a little bit too far. Shane Ferguson pops his way. Beaver stumbles, opportunity in the penalty area, they run out of space. Ball bobbing around, fantastic tackling. Joel Savile draws a free kick, fantastic work. Joel Savile takes a sting out of that attack, there's an opportunity there. Pushed himself in the firing line. Give that man a fucking contract. Goal kick. Good work by Sean Cummins. Defended well, that boy. I know he takes a bit of a, a battering, reputation-wise. He's looked good today. The whole defence has looked solid today, but Sean Cummings, to me, in defence has stood out. Five minutes of lies to hang on here, listeners. This is a compelling contest, as I've said already. Um, Sheffield United is very much coming at us again and again. Opportunity there. Fantastic tackle by George Saddle. Concedes a free kick, but honestly, there were two players in front of him. Something, he had to do something. They were going through on goal otherwise. 
It's going to be a free kick from distance. Well, distance, 25 yards out. They'll see this as a chance. Number 11, Sharp's going to take. Almost certainly going to be a shot on goal. I can't imagine doing anything else in this situation. Here he goes. No, floated cross. Wide, headed wide. 15 heads wide. I would have shot. Thankfully they didn't. Another middle substitution. Who's this coming out? 22 8. No Brian's coming out of the game. Fantastic run of Paul's way. No Brian. Two goal heroes today. Lee Martin's coming in for the last few minutes of the match. 42 minutes on the clock. Was at 87. 87 gone. Four minutes. Four minutes of extra time. Another late substitution from Millwall. Fred's coming out of the game. Byron Webster's coming out of the game. Probably to shore up defence in the last few seconds of the game. Me being a tactical genius, I am have worked that out. Two minutes, two minutes to go. Omen clearing out rapidly, listeners. Side standing, clearing out rapidly, listeners. Mill's still good for their 2-1 lead at the moment. Just trying to concede possession. A fantastic tackle by George Savile, who gets clattered into a winter free kick. Just as Mill getting sloppy, he sorts it out. Bit of handbags in the middle now. Number six don't like what he's seeing for them. Again, a bit of pushing and shoving, little group, everyone in the middle. Mill players standing their ground, it's good to see. Last minute of injury time. Referee's going to let go for one more attack, I think, on their part. It'll be a long throw into the box. Gordon Archer takes! That should do it, listeners. Long pump forwards. How much extra time is this referee giving? Morrison takes nicely down the other end of the pitch, runs it into the corner. Over a minute and a half going to be played now, though, extra time. Nice! Sheffield United 1, Millwall 2, fantastic away win for the Lions. Excellent work win. Full team performance. Can't fault anyone on the Millwall side today, no one. Jordan Archer through the defence, through the midfield. Up front, everyone played their part. Standout man for me today, Jules Savile. Performed once in midfield, first in the tackle. Made some critical blocks and critical interceptions. But that's not to separate the rest of them. Here comes Steve Morrison, giving a fist punch to the crowd. Milton players come down and take the applause. Listen to that. Mehlball. So not so much a Sunday morning nightmare, listeners, is it? It's actually a Sunday morning dreamland. What a fantastic win that was yesterday up at Bramall Lane. Excellent team performance all round. Very hard to pick out any individuals, but obviously George Savile was a name that you would have kept hearing cropping up during the course of that piece there. So we're just going to have a quick review of uh, Twitter and an online comment after yesterday's match. Achtung, Mailball. Now Daniel Brown on Twitter, Dan Brown, asks a very valid question and one which I think I'm going to pose to you all listening to this show today. Uh, Daniel says, in preparation for today's podcast, what is the reward for promotion? Is it more than keeping the cost of George Savile for the season? Now, there's a question. Um, Savile seems to have established himself very rapidly as a must-play midfielder. 
teamed with um, Shawnee Williams, that does look like a, a midfield to compete with anyone in this league, if I'm going to be absolutely honest. be hard to see Jimmy Abdu getting back into the side if we retain George Savile. Obviously, depth is, is going to be the key to the season. Where are we going to finish? Good question too, Daniel. Um, yesterday's result leaves us 10th in the table on um, 21 points, which is, of course, just three points off the magical sixth spot, the playoff spot, which um, early doors in the season, we all know and accept that. But three points with two games to come this week. We've got a midweek fixture against Doncaster Tuesday night at the Den, then another game at home next Saturday versus Bradford. And, well... Who can say that, you know, if we can keep the squad together, it does show its thinness at times, but so far so good. All you can do is um, win what sets is set out before you. Certainly there's opportunities here if we can get through to Christmas and be contenders. Well, anything's possible. I do agree with Daniel that the uh, chairman does need to start thinking hard about the lessons of previous seasons um, in the championship when we had opportunities to sign decent players. It will cost money. We're going to have to push the boat out perhaps. But Savile does look like a player worth investing in. I do agree with you there, Dan. Achtung, Milbal. Billy Taylor on Twitter says a thoroughly enjoyable away day at Bramall Lane. That is now seven wins out of the last 11 games in all competitions. That is called form, Billy. And this is Millwall Glenn. This is Millwall commenting on the, um, the Twitter storm of protest from Sheffield United fans who are crying like little girls who have had their dollies taken away from them but um, as this is Millwall puts it it's like they've lost at home to little old Millwall and then found out that plastic bags now cost 5p each in the supermarkets Achtung, Mark Litchfield says Millwall win away Charlton lose at home and Palace lose full stop don't know about you but I make that a good day's work <laughs> well put Mark well put Alfie Pavey on the substitute bench to post on Twitter what a win that was today the lads dug in well and got the three points. The fans were unreal. Um, onwards to, to Tuesday. Achtung, Milbal. Writing on the House of Fun, Lord Kitchener draws attention to a big decision for Neil Harris. On Tuesday night, um, Sean Cummings played very, very well yesterday, but Carlos Edwards will be back available for Tuesday night's match. So who's he going to go for? Who do you choose? You're going to go with Sean Cummings, who played well yesterday, didn't let the side down one little bit, or do you go with the, the main man, Carlos Edwards, King Carlos? Um, for me, you play your best side, as Lord Kitch, Lord K puts it very correctly on the House of Fun. So for me, there's only one choice, and that's to return Carlos back to his rightful spot. That is not to demean Sean Cummings. All Sean can do is, is deliver the performances when he's called upon, as he did yesterday. Um, he's competing in a very difficult position against a very good player, which is tough on the boy, but he didn't let us down yesterday. So fair play to Sean Cummings for um, stepping up to the plate. He's a player that's taken a bit of knocking, not least from this show. Um, but I withdraw my previous re re remarks and members of the jury will disregard what I've said on previous occasions. Uh, elbows on the on the House of Fun draws attention to what a cunt Nigel Adkin is. Nigel Adkin's manager of, of Sheffield United, um, moaning after the game, um, claiming there were two fouls missed by the referee and the build-up to the two middle goals. I, I didn't see it. I'm going to have a look on the TV, on the, on the YouTube clip that's doing the rounds. I can't see where these fouls are, Nigel. You do come across rather as a surly, ungrateful kind of man. A smug um, prick, I think, is, is probably the best description I can give of Nigel Adkins. We've got um, track record with him from past occasions. And as Flipper Coin puts it, he's talking absolute bollocks as usual. Achtung, Milbal.
Uh, quoting the Sheffield United forum, a report of the match yesterday, this is a, a website called s24su.com, just describing Millwall. And now this, the writer here describes Millwall's big, strong, dirty, cynical, but organised. In this sense, they were the best time we have seen at, at Bramall Lane, even if they did not really do enough to win the game. I think that's unfair. I think we did more than enough to win that game. We had opportunities. We controlled the game for large slices. And if our description is going to be big, strong, dirty and cynical but organised. I don't think there's a Millwall fan listening to this show that won't take that if it's on offer. Thank you very much, Mr Sheffield United Forum man. The writer does say that Neil Harris has turned it around after a poor start and he thinks we'll be in and around the top six at the end of the season. Increasingly, I, I think we will be. We Week in, week out, we're playing teams that um, we're as good as, if not better than. Yesterday, we were playing one of the better sides or one of the higher rated sides in the, in the league and we've gone there and... Controlled, controlled the game in large slices. We we deserved the win. Make no mistake about that, listeners. We played very, very well. It was a whole team performance, and that is very gratifying to see. Achtung, Milbal. Jason, in praise of Neil Harris on the House of Fun, says, love him, hate him. I don't know who hates him. You do get one or two odd bods on Twitter that don't like him. But anyway, love him, hate him, hail him or slate him. For a young and inexperienced manager, Neil Harris has had to make some massively big decisions, says Jason. Apart from getting rid of 18 players, with most, the, with most of the seniors, including the club captain, he's had to learn his trade on the job. Now, he's made a, full, a few foolhardy, bold statements, says Jason. But when it matters, he's made the really big decisions. Dropping forward was massive, but necessary. He's also been bold enough to stick with players who weren't playing great, and by all accounts, given them the confidence to play their game. Sean Williams he dropped but brought back and look how he's playing now. Beavers, Mark Beavers is a revelation and the big decision is putting his neck out for some of the younger players, Aidan O'Brien being the main one. He seems, Neil Harris, in a short space of time to have forged a confidence and a team spirit that's not been seen for a few years. I think he's done great and I hope he continues. I, I can't disagree with you there, Jason. The, the, the thing that stands out for me is that team spirit, that team bonding. Very noticeable yesterday and, and in one or two other games. I wasn't at Blackpool. Um, but in some of the home games recently, you do get a sense that these players are enjoying each other's company. They're fighting for each other from the front backwards, the tackling, the effort. No one's no one's skimping, no one's pulling out of tackles, and there are no passengers in this side. Um, I know Lee Gregory gets a bit of a, a caning from time to time, and maybe he should get more goals. But he, do, he is doing the work side of it. He's not hiding. He is doing the effort. And that is a noticeable, stark contrast with recent years. Now, I know we've sunk quite low. And, you know, clearly, um, if Neil Harris maybe had more of a chance last season, we may have survived in the Championship. I think like a good few others, certainly everyone that was up there at Sheffield yesterday, I am enjoying my football. And for that, I want to say thank you to Neil Harris for bringing back that sense of looking forward to going to Millwall on a Saturday. That's all we've ever asked for. That's what's been sadly lacking in recent years. But make no mistake, listeners, that's what's come back. So thank you very much, Neil Bomber Harris. I'm going to close out today's show with that. Thank you. We've got two games next week. We've got a game on Tuesday night versus Doncaster Rovers. And then a home game against Bradford next Saturday. Massive six points at stake. If we can close those two deals, well, anything's possible. Thanks for listening, listeners. This has been Achtung Millwall. Have a good week. See you next week. Meu amor, meu amor, meu amor.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.